1: Fight to get a meal, yeah. Wrongfully accused, we had to fight to get a pills. That's why we write to get a deal. He on the team, He gotta eat, you know, spite the skills. Fat it riding for the fam, you gotta light them, straight up. But in the pass bad work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class, yeah. And my family needed bread, I had
0: to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. You know, I spent three months in the outpatient program at McLean Hospital, number two psychiatric hospital in the world in Waltham, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. I don't know if it was, you know, a tough moment for me, but it definitely was a defining moment because at that juncture of my life, I knew if I ain't changed or things ain't changed in my life, which and you, I mean, I was just, I was with the Dolphins my first year in the Dolphins, so you knew how that was. Yeah. It was crazy, um, but I knew like at, in that moment, if things didn't change, now I won't go as far as to say, like, I I didn't have any suicidal thoughts or anything like that. But I, I thought that I could lose my career. And, and that's the thing that's scary. Like, if I lose my career, then what? You know what I mean? Like, as a player, it, you know, growing up, like, I had this one goal. My goal was I make it to the NFL. That's it. Like, it was no plan B. It was That was it. I was plan A. That was plan B. Since I was six years old. And this is, like, vivid. This is a vivid picture in my head remember this so i guess the the scary thing for me in that moment and even still to this day was like what would have happened if the game was taken away from me? you know what i mean yeah because at that point in my life the game defined me that's all brandon marshall the football player this is what i was born to do this is my platform it's my purpose it's both so you know i guess the defining moment for me was then 2011 on the campus of mclean hospital and i was sitting in Literally like this in a group, you know. We took self-assessment, mentalization, therapy, cognitive behavior therapy (CBT), DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, and um, you know, just different type of group therapies where you learn how to process things, manage your emotions, cope, deal, uh, get back down the baseline. I'm sitting in a, in a circle with people who was cutting themselves, and you can see bandages on their arms and blood seeping through. And I just remember thinking one day, like having this almost like having an out of body experience where it's like, wow, like this person just cut themselves or this person next to me said that they was going to take their life. So for me, you know, that was a defining moment for me because I realized that I was bigger than football for the very first time. You know, like I, I really thought that football, that was who I was and that's why I was on this planet. So, you know i don't know what it is for you that I, off that man that that cutting
1: stuff people cut because they want to control the only thing they control in their life is yeah their self you know what I'm saying they own pain and all i could, could ever control was how good i was on a football field so when you get injured when you on top tell your acl a sophomore year in high school so then i'm on all the lists all the rivals and all them dot-coms and all and that's gone your name as soon as you hurt your name fall off because i ain't played my sophomore year ball back go out there show out Get hurt your senior year, so you fall off again. End up getting to Florida, go to Florida, get locked up. Multiple felonies. So I'm thinking I ain't playing now. They about to lock me up for, for the long haul. All I could control was football, injury, arrest. That takes me off the field. And all I knew, if I'm on this football field, I could dominate. And football was away from me, just like you said, B, I didn't know what I was going to be. I didn't know what I can control. And that was the scariest thing for me, is not having ball, not having that opportunity to go out here and show what I believe God blessed me with. Blessed me with the ability to do so. Every time football through injury, through arrest, through whatever, got taken away from me, I just think that 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 put a shield over me. That made me just a little tougher. You know what I'm saying? uh, The weakness around you, you gotta take that and make it to a strength. So every time I got injured, in the back of my mind was always, what I'm good at, what I'm here for is gone. And that shit just kept, kept going through and just kept building me up into into this into this impenetrable force by the time I got to the league. Bitch, there's nothing you can tell me. And without those prior arrests, prior injuries, I don't think I'd have made it to the NFL. Yeah. Really?
2: I wouldn't have made it. I somewhat had a, a squeaky clean life, in a sense. Obviously, no clubbing, no drinking. But a defining moment that kind of almost shifted for me was, I'll never forget, around Super Bowl time, 2007. And it's kind of God's way of tugging you back, like, tighten up, yeah. in a sense. The incident happened. I'm not going to go into details here. but I got questioned. I had to go on a question for murder, for wow. murder. So the fact that my name was even... Attest to... You. Revolving in that circle in general. No, nah, bro, you going, gotta
0: give us a little backstory, bro. No, what no, you mean? No, 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 like, I'm no, just saying like... No, man. I don't
2: need to. It's much more I need to hide. I don't need to go Yeah, to yeah, backstory yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. But, nah, hell no. <laughs> 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 but just being able, having my, that name intertwined in that situation in general. And the only thing I could think of was, what happens if I lose a game of football? Mine in 2007. I'm really just starting. I'm, I'm just getting turning. Yeah. You know, and, and, the, and the thought of actually losing that sitting in that waiting room to be questioned. Cold as hell. I'm in there like this, too. It's how cold it is. Bro, hey, hey. a jellies, that jail ain't no, that
0: ain't no joke, boy. Them hard beds, no, no. metal beds, cold. I'm <laughs> toilet
2: in the middle of the toilet in the middle of the uh the cell. Yeah.
1: watching dudes go to the bathroom.
2: I don't want to be there no more. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that 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 waiting room to get questioned and having to answer those questions? That, that's that's oh. eye opening. Everything ends, gone. Can you imagine being being put away?
3: No, that's, like a man,
2: and then my kids. I'm Not like, for oh. that. Every, like that's, that's, every, a, that's a charge. Going your mind. Yeah, that was
0: scary. That's crazy, Ocho, because I don't think that was like reported or anything.
3: Yeah, I don't even remember that.
2: Oh yeah, it, it was. It was very eye opening.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people that get, you know, questioned or in not the middle of murder. stuff like it, sir, he said not murder. For murder. Uh, well, I mean, Wrong. if you, so, you're from, you where are you from? from where are you history? from? You're from Wrong Liberty City. Where is it? Liberty City? Yeah. You're from Liberty City. Yeah. It's just a better time. I
3: mean, he was but, in the I, it I hate bell, to say it that way. I, I, he had already left. He go to
0: Liberty City really? all the time. Like, he, every time you see him posting a picture, he was so somebody you in the Liberty hood. Liberty
3: City, like, you good to get questioned for murder?
0: Uh, yeah. No.
3: Because <laughs> think about that.
0: Like, I'm saying, it don't matter if you're in the hood, you're in the country, whatever. You know, if you're in a place. Wrong this, circles. Wrong circles. Yeah, it's the wrong circle. Not
3: the wrong, the wrong circle. Wrong circle. Yeah, so circles. I mean,
0: like, yeah, I think it's com like am I, am I bad for thinking it's common? <laughs> to
4: get questioned yes. for murder? Common.
3: For question
0: for mur- mur- murder? Murder
4: Wait, you're from Innabelle? In he's from
0: Liberty City. But
4: he was I mean he's from Liberty city. Ain't nobody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on, bro. Go back to the 80s. No, go back to the 90s. Who was, it, who was running Liberty City, 90s, the, the, early, the early 2000s? Like, Liberty City is serious. No,
3: we know like, Liberty City is serious. Yeah. But we also know that he was already in the National Football League. <laughs> so being questioned for murder when you're, like, in the National Football League is a thing.
1: Yeah. I know when I got my legal trouble, you go and see how many years you can get. I had felony assault and battery. I looked 10 to 15. It scared the hell out of me. Because I ain't yeah. know what the judge is going to say. I ain't know when I went to court. I ain't know if my attorney was going to be good. I ain't know. I'm like, I can get 10 years for this? That were you in college? Me. Yeah. That scared the hell
2: out
1: of me. Yeah. yeah. Now, UF, UF brushing under the rug, man. I ain't going to lie. You
2: brush
3: a lot of the uh, rug. Uh, yeah.
0: But you had Urban Meyer. Because <laughs> no. y'all brush a lot of stuff under the okay. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Nandez. Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah.
4: One, one people, two people. Hey,
0: we're right.
1: we a football vocational school. Y'all leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> we just create monsters on the field. <laughs>
3: I mean, I think my defining moment, you know, it wasn't a low point in my life, but, you know, I was in law school at FAMU in Orlando, and I was a legal intern, and, like, my second week, we got Trayvon Martin, like, as a case. We represented his family, and at that time, it hadn't hit news. All I got was, I was told, Ben Crump handed me a picture of Trayvon Martin dead in the grass, and was like, make copies of this, and I was like... Oh, this is a team dead, like with his mouth wide open. And Hold on, so
0: you saw the picture of Trayvon.
3: Yes, before anyone knew who Trayvon was, then everything just started happening. You know, we had a meeting and we're like, we need the country to know Trayvon Martin's name. Because at that point, George Zimmerman was still on the streets. No one knew anything that happened his parents had just found out that he was dead. Like he was missing, you know? Like, so this was a whole thing. And I'm just this legal intern a few weeks in. And then we had a conversation about, we need to start a movement. And at that point, like now it's like- Hold on, a- hold on.
0: I mean, you said two big things and I think it's, it's, all, it's almost like, a, a, I wouldn't say a cliche, but it's synonymous with black male, black female get shot brutalized by police we say say their name right yes. so it, you guys literally had a conversation about we need to make sure america know his name
3: absolutely absolutely wow. because you had two parents who didn't know what happened to their son right like it wasn't like people heard gunshots and they immediately knew what happened they couldn't find him right and so they had to call the morgue they had to call the police and say my son is missing and then they found out what happened, where his father lived. So then we just like, we have to protest because there was no arrest. They let George Zimmerman go home. And I'm literally standing outside the state prosecutor's office protesting. And really, the first ask was, you need to arrest George Zimmerman, right? And that was such a defining moment for me because, one, I was traumatized, I had never seen a dead body before. I had never seen, I'm, I'm from Kansas City, it's always top 10 murder rate, but I had never seen a dead body before. So even just seeing his, his face dead in the grass was traumatic for me. And then knowing that his killer was out just roaming the streets was also traumatic. Yeah. Then the next traumatic thing was they hadn't even released the police calls yet. They hadn't released the tapes. So we wanted them to release the tapes. So I was with his parents when we heard... For the first time, the police call where you could hear Trayvon in the background screaming for his wife, because at that point we didn't know what had happened. Right? It was like, oh, all we knew was George Zimmerman's side, where it was a tussle, and you know Trayvon attacked him, and everyone's like, that doesn't really sound like Trayvon, but we didn't have any proof. So hearing this boy's—and I say boy because he was 17 years old—this boy's last breath on a call. And it's first time. It's the first time his parents have heard it, and I'm, I have to hear them yeah. break down. I mean, it was it was the most traumatic thing I've ever experienced. But it made me realize why I went to law school, why I wanted to be an advocate, why me, Ben Crump, and Natalie Jackson, why we do what we do, right? Because we're advocates. And at that point, nobody seemed to give a damn about this black boy, and this was really Trayvon was the 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 reimagining of the civil rights movement. The start, right? the start. We, yeah, yeah, we had protests for years. So to have this and then me on the front line, all right, go lead this protest with, you know, with Jesse Jackson, go lead this protest with, you know. With You're these. leading that? Yeah, because we needed it to come from the youth. So it was FAMU law students with me on the forefront and it was FAMU undergrad students driving from What's China interesting
0: Africa. is that, like, uh, <clears throat> where Trayvon's life was taken, taken from him, by George, Mr. George, I, it's crazy to think that he's still walking the streets. Yeah. But that's a whole nother conversation, wow. because that could go two ways. That could go the street, and I could go, yeah, I, you know, yeah. the legal system, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, that, that's where I pretty like the, the second the second half of my childhood was spent in Seminole County. You know, that was our rivals was Sanford. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting that. You know, that happened right around the corner from right the pretty corner. much where I grew up,
3: and this wasn't a this wasn't a bad neighborhood, right? And so I think when you look back, like now it's like protests are normal. It's it's the norm, right? Like we've been saying, say her name, say his name. But Trayvon was the first, and that was really when I found my purpose. And even though I wanted to work in sports, I was so determined to challenge the NFL to use its platform for people like Trayvon because Trayvon. Could, Trayvon played sports. Trayvon could have been any one of you three, right? Yeah. And he needed, he needed that advocacy. And, and that's what really defined my career and really my life.
1: She's wow. way better than we yeah. are, fellas. We yeah. all talking about our career. We yeah. all myopic. We just there.
0: Yeah. I can't play ball no more. That's real. Yeah. That's real to change the world, man. But I mean, why, I mean, why you feel like that? Because, you know, I I saw this stat on Instagram this week. And it said, like, right now, there's a thou- a million majority boys and then a handful of girls playing high school football right now. Almost 7% makes it to the next level, NCAA. Out of that 7% of that million, that makes it to the next level, NCAA, college football. Less than, right around 1% make it to the NFL. You know what I mean? So... I guess my question is, when you think about those numbers, do you, like, how much of that was luck that like, like you made it to the league? Luck. I mean, even you, Essay, when it come back to you, you can think about that because you made it to the league, too. You spent seven years in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, I,
3: I beat the average, you know what I mean, I've been the lead of league years. That's right. And I came from two HBCUs, and it's not hard, but it was, it was pure hustle. But it is a little so, bit of no, luck. My,
0: my question is, like, how much of it is luck, though?
2: I think it is. Like, a lot, a lot of it. A lot, a lot of it's luck, circumstance, op- opportunity. So you Tyler. feel like
0: Ocho Cinco is, like you made it to the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I, and-
2: I almost messed up, obviously, bouncing from school to school, school to school, never having an opportunity to play at, at Oregon State. Obviously, the biggest stage there is to be able to showcase my skill, even get an opportunity to go to a combine. So obviously, I wasn't an academic scholar. It wasn't my thing. My green light out of my situation in childhood my dream was football, and that was my, my lone focus. Yeah. And I almost didn't make it because I, I hated school. Like, I literally hated and dreaded school. So you, I, think, I think it, it, was, it was luck. It was a little bit of luck. I, so I think the luck. only thing you can call luck
1: with making it to the NFL is injury. Trouble, getting in trouble is your fault. Seriously, I, I'm a dude. I got locked up. Getting in trouble was my fault. I got drunk and started fighting, whooping ass. <laughs> if you don't
0: work, Where you hard start enough, whooping ass, bro. i
1: yeah. <laughs> boy. I got the floor. I got the 245. Yo, on that like creative, team, bitch, I went knocked knocking motherfuckers out. I knew, I knew what I was doing, <laughs> but that was my fault. If if in that situation I talked about earlier, if I wasn't got locked up, that was my yeah. fault. If you don't work hard enough to go out there and start, yeah. If yeah. You, you know what I'm saying, if you back up your whole four, or five years of school. That's your fault. That's your you fault. don't work hard enough. The only thing. That I think is lucky about making professional sports is not getting injured or not getting injured to a point where you can't play no more. Yeah. Everything um, else is on you. Trouble, know. work
2: ethic, all that is on you and it's in you. You can have people around you, but that shit ain't in your heart. Or you ain't Some make. some people work all their life and still just don't have the skill set to play at that level. Yeah. Sometimes you just ain't got it. That's why I don't think it's luck. Yeah. I, I, I truly.
0: But are believe. you look,
3: are you not lucky to be built like that? Like, are you not lucky for your God-given talent? Like, That's there's right. some people who That's are just DNA. freaks. That's yeah, but yeah, but God then, but then, to do, but then, his will, his work ethic, like. But then you got on the other end of the spectrum.
0: Way. You got Tyreek Hill. You know, he he built, he cut, but he a little dude. So yeah, I'm six five, two thirty, which I think that's a blessing, and I played into that. But then you got other guys in the league that's like super small, and they still make it.
3: Well, first of all, he's fast as lightning. <laughs> 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 well,
0: he well, that, still that has that a guy giving talent. Cheap, that chief
3: yeah.
1: showing. That chief family now, showing.
3: Chad, he ain't <laughs> fast as lightning? He's fast. That? That's a guy given talent. That like someone like Jimmy Butler is a good example because he's he's not great, like, su- super great in any area. He's just a dog. But yeah, he's but dog. Like, he's and a And Tyreek
1: Hill didn't run track his whole life and grind. He would not be that big. Nah, nah,
0: <laughs>
1: nah,
2: nah, bro. That's nah.
0: not even No, bro. He was bro, when he bro, when he was racing Ocho, he was running like this. He had no form. No, not Ocho. I'm sorry, T.O. When he was racing T.O., he was running yeah, like this. he's just fast. All that track mm-hmm. went out the window. He's just fast. <laughs> bro, <laughs> that boy was running like There's
3: this. There some people who were just
1: fast. And, and Usain Bolt's fast. He'll get his ass knocked out on the floor football field I don't believe in luck only thing if you don't get injured luck it
2: has nothing to do with why I was better than the dudes I beat out to get yeah But one percent NFL players are one percent it's only 1500 yeah only 1500 out of a population of how many 320 million. That got something to do with luck. I don't care what nobody says. You think you got something I to do got with luck? Do, a little bit of luck. Bro, no, but I don't think you got anything to do you, with you luck. You need bro. a little bit of luck, the timing and opportunity. Timing, opportunity. It is. Luck,
3: timing, and opportunity, timing, opportunity, it is timing and opportunity is real.
0: Even even but but, cool. but hold here's Being the thing, prepared though.
2: prepared when the opportunity presents itself. Bro, I've seen important. how you work.
0: And, 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 like, to me, it's like, yes, it's it's preparation meets opportunity. I do believe that. But, like, you could have easily stopped. How many people in your situation where it's like, you know what, I ain't getting to Oregon State. You know, I don't want to go to school. And it's like, you know what, so if, if I got to go to, if I got to go to school to get to Oregon State, then that means I can't play football because I don't like school. And they just stop.
2: So like, They don't my, want it enough, though. That's my you point. want that. you That's my want point that is that like you work for that's it. That's why I hate when people say I don't have no motivation. That's come from within if you need somebody else to motivate you to do whatever your end goal is then you ain't even about that yeah like
0: but, you gotta want what, that shit it it anything that school you go
3: to like what if you go there's a lot of guys who just went to a sucky i went to high U, school. i went
0: to ucf my junior year we went 0 for 11 we was over you know what i mean and <laughs> in, in my mind like i just remember i remember being in um in like middle school eighth grade and i would i don't know like i just thought like just running was the path, right? So <laughs> I didn't have no rhyme, there was no rhyme, no reason for what I was doing, but I just knew I needed to work. And I and there was a few things that stood out to me when I think about like how do you make it and then are you prepared? Like number one, um, I had my younger brother, he was six years old at the time. And I would be like, all right, bro, on, on the weekends I'd be like, all right, you jump on your bike and his name is Bijan, right? So Bijan'd be like, B, jump on your bike and then I'm gonna go run. You know, I mean, I don't know, it would, you know, I don't know how long it's going to it is, but I'm going to run the Kmart on the corner way down there on Red Bug Lake Road in Seminole. And I'm going to come back, you know, come to find out when I got older, I was like, let me test that out, jump in my car and time and see how long, you know, measure and see how, how, how long that was. And it, it turned out to be like five miles. But on the weekends, every weekend, what I would do is I would tell my brother six years old to get on his bike and then like, let's go ride. And I would run, he would ride. And then there was sometimes he even ran five miles. So it was like that mentality, you know, I just think it's different. And, you know, it, walking through the house, I would hit a corner going from the living room to the dining room corner. I would act like that was a route. That was an out cut for me. Bang, bang, bang. You know, what I mean? you know
2: what I'm saying? You know exactly what I'm saying? I do it in the mall. I do it in the grocery store. Anywhere where there's a lot of people, I would always use people. Just <laughs> just that, oh, that's so y'all yeah, just
3: people in yeah, like ju-
2: the, in in a Walmart? In pu- just I ain't in never do that, <laughs> Like now like, yeah. you cross people, you say excuse yeah. me. I would never say excuse me. I always do a move. <laughs> always. And, and I still do it to this day. You still old, do it. for no reason. <laughs> but this the for thing. No this reason. the thing here now. Hey, how, how, old how old
0: y'all? How old y'all? I'm 36.
1: No, How old were y'all when y'all these stories?
0: Oh, I mean, I was I was 14, 13, But
1: I was in high
2: school. High school. So
1: let's say 15 to 14. Yeah. How many 14 year olds? How many 15 year olds? working that hard at that age even had a thought like said, even had a thought to work that hard yeah yeah who gonna get up and run five miles that's not fun yeah yeah that's not fun you play think about you play 10 games the rest of that shit ain't fun fellas
2: yeah
0: that's what is inside of people that make it i, so, I man, i luck, think luck i think anybody nothing. even you you know playing mike mike backer the way you played it like i that's the craziest thing to me.
2: I ran him over one.
1: one no, you game. didn't yeah. run him I swear, over. Chay, what? Hold like, on. Chad, no, you, did Chay, you know. didn't come in there. I ain't run. Chay, you don't come in there. I ain't run you over.
2: Chad, I'm a fan of yours. You don't go in there with <laughs> us. <laughs> man, I played in the trenches. What? In what trenches? I played. I played in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. I played receiver, Chase but I was nah, eat. man. Don't play. Hold thing. on, hold
0: on, hold on. <laughs> you ran him over. with year? You gotta give nah, us. Yeah, a lot. I caught, like, I caught a
2: slant, and he thought I was gonna cut up, but I just ran into him and gave him a little shoulder, a whip. Dreads been flying. <laughs> you know what? I grabbed, I grabbed you. I slid you in my back
1: pocket. I walked you on over there. Child, I,
2: child <laughs> he, pulled, he pulled you out of my pocket. He pulled you
4: out of my pocket.
2: Listen, you can pull up the film. The people at home, I don't know where my camera at. Pull up the film. It's, it's hey, on now. It's it on the, the eye in the sky don't lie. Uh, the eye in okay. the sky don't lie. We'll
0: see. Just to put a cap on that last discussion, like, I know, Ocho, you think it's luck. I, I don't think it's luck. I think that there's Why can't a certain it be makeup. Both? Oh, I just nice. think it's a certain makeup. Even think about Channing and he playing Mike Backer. Oh, we got Chef Nancy here. Yeah. What we got? <clears throat> a
4: salmon niçoise salad today. Something light.
0: Something light? Okay. Yep, a
4: salmon niçoise salad.
0: Let's it. go. <laughs> Chef, okay. Uh, I see what you got what on. Go. What's that? Gucci? Louie? What's that?
4: Fresh. Oh. Gucci? <laughs> Gucci? I got a little Gucci.
0: Yo, yo stay clean now. <laughs> I like that fit. I can yo, post thank you. Care. I
2: can post this?
4: Thank, it was, you, yeah. thank you.
0: Thank
4: you. <laughs> thank you, Chef. You on Twitter? Am I on Twitter? No, yeah. um, no. Instagram. Ooh. I'm a little too old for Twitter. I All
0: gotta right, get a so Twitter. we got it. We got We got um, Chef. Uh, so we talking a lot about like defining moments in our life, and and you know I got the same question for you. When do you feel like you know it was like it was like a do or die situation in your life, a defining moment?
4: Oh, well, we might have to talk about the salad. This is a... This, <laughs> so, basically, it's the salmon Niçoise salad. It, it derived from yeah. from a little city, Nice in France. Yeah. And I went to the French Culinary Institute. That was a turning point for me, a defining moment, when I realized that I just wanted to become self-sufficient and be able to take care of myself. And so that was a defining moment for me. And the, the salmon salad is really actually an ode to yeah. my old school that I went to.
0: So, like, your journey... From, you know, in your marriage where your husband, you know, really was an amazing provider yes, and did yes. everything.
4: Yes, he did.
0: And when you made that shift, it was like, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. And how old were you?
4: 40 years old when I went to culinary arts school. So you 40 oh, years old. years ago.
0: Eleven years ago, 40 oh, yeah. years old starting wow, God.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, that caught me off.
0: She said that was eleven years ago. Yeah, that's a whole damn. Yeah. So, but like when you made when you when you flipped that switch, like was there anybody that you look back and was like, yo, you know, that that move that I made really impacted these people's lives and Oh my you know, daughters. Like,
4: my daughters. What you mean? Because it showed them that it's never too late. A lot of people around mm. me, too, but for the most part, my daughters. Yeah. And just showing them that um, at any age, you can, you can make a switch, you can change. Um, at 40 years old, I, kinda, I stayed home for about two years after culinary arts school. And again, I think I said it before, my first celebrity client was Kelly Rowland. I gave her lessons, I her. and I still keep in touch with her.
0: Kelly's nice. Yeah, I saw Kelly at the uh, Rock Nation brunch. She's like, where's Chef
4: Nancy? Hello, Chef Nancy.
0: <laughs> so Kelly, rolling.
4: Yes. Um, I worked for Tyler Perry through another chef, Robin Roberts recently, um, intro roll, Brandon Marshall and Mishi Marshall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for the most part, I've, I've been with uh, the Marshalls for four years, and they're that was uh, just incredible for me yeah. just the opportunity the way you embraced me yeah and your family embraced me and i'm grateful for that yeah. and i just to embrace i'll be honest. Uh, thank you happy to be where i'm at
0: I and so i hope you guys it, yeah. enjoy the So salad. the message That's the message so from chef Nancy tonight is she don't give a damn how old you are
4: it's never too late it's never, never too, late. too late to what? make a change everything leading up to where i'm at today is why i'm where i'm at today mm. You know? Okay, but I let might me have you did the, a few well, things differently, but you, I wouldn't. How do
3: you stand out from the other chefs? Like, is some of that just you have the touch? Or are you working
4: harder than other chefs? Um, the way they work is different. I never really wanted to be in front of a camera. That was somebody else's idea. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that, too. Um, I just love to cook, and, and uh, that brings me joy when people enjoy my food. I didn't have to... Do the extras. I already had a home. I already had most of the things that a lot of the younger chefs are striving for. So for the most part, it was the love of the craft, and then just being embraced and people enjoying. So here they, they
0: had a, like a style, like Ocho. He got they call him Sweet Feet. Like oh. <laughs> what they call you? he's he known for his feet. I'm gonna call him Sweet Feet. Shannon Crowder, he Hammerhead. Look at his big old head. You know, Chef. He was one of those uh, football players that just want to hit people. So we gonna call him Hammerhead. And I was just Depot. You know, I just big what receiver. Depot. Yeah. So like, yeah. For you, how would you define your craft?
4: Consist- my craft or me?
0: Like uh, both, I guess. vote, No more so your craft. Yeah. Like, the identity uh, of you as a chef. Yeah. yeah.
4: The identity of me as a chef is uh, being able to recreate anything that I've tasted. I was Mm. um, fortunate enough to travel the world, and one of my hobbies was going to restaurants and just tasting different things. And the hobby was coming home and trying to recreate them. I might not get it the first or second time, but by the third time, I got it. And working for different uh, celebrities, they want you to recreate what they've had other places, other countries. They want that in their own home. One of um, Kelly's guests one night when she uh, came to New York for the U.S. Open was Serena Williams. And uh, she's like, where are you from? So Kelly goes, Jamaica. So she goes, Jama-, she was saying, trying to say Jamaica, Queens. Serena was like, Jamaica, can you make some oxtail? (laughs) But (laughs) Kelly's like a Jamaica queen. Right, Jamaica queen. But I was like, no problem, I'll make you that oxtail. So the next day she came back after one of her games. That, and she wanted a dark and stormy. And then Kelly asked for some dessert that I've never heard of before. But it's all about reading, and she was like it was a strawberry Romanoff. You ever heard of a yeah, strawberry? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. no, I didn't. And it at the time, oh, I yeah. didn't. And that was at some hu- restaurant in Houston that she used to get it from. So I looked it up and then recreated it with some type of dessert with uh, cream and cookies. And my take on it was to put the Biscoff Delta cookies in it. So yeah. I did oh, that. I love those cookies. Yeah, I did that, recreated it, gave my little remix to it, and gave it to her and Serena the next day, and they enjoyed it.
0: All right. We're we so going to bring you created, back.
1: You created this.
0: <laughs> good. This yeah, place. this is mine. good. Thanks, Chef. We're going to bring you back that. when we talk about Serena when she um, won that 24th title.
3: OK. <laughs>
0: did I say that right, Essay? Yes, yeah, you did. I right, said that right. OK, cool. Because you know Essay's a super duper Serena uh, Serena's fan. Serena's the
3: greatest athlete of all time. Melo all right. Or Fre- well, Melo there Freemo.
0: we go. I guess that's the next topic.
3: Male or female. So you
0: think, hands down, don't matter, LeBron James. Um, Odell, no, I, sorry. Odell. Athlete, I say, <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, Boy, what the hell are you about to say? <laughs> the hell? Well, because when you say athlete, when I think of athlete, the best athlete I've been around was Odell. But the greatest, like, when we say athlete, the GOAT, that's, a, like, GOAT and athlete's different. Like I'm thinking about body ability? control. You're think thinking about ability. I'm talking about ability. Like, I don't care about performance. I'm talking about ability. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. The greatest GOAT, like, the greatest GOAT. So you think, hands down, male or female, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, I even put Lindsay Vaughn in there. I'm, a, you know, I like. Skin. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. I need no. worse than mine. Is so Serena Williams is the best athlete.
2: NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com partners. NetCredit, credit to the people.
4: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.
1: Hi, I'm Nick. I'm getting married today. I'm also a firefighter and first responder. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can make it to my ceremony to start the next chapter of my life. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.
3: 23 grand slams. That's not even her overall like record. That's just the, the big ones, the majors. Yeah. She won her first one when she was 17. Didn't... She still... Coco
0: just did that.
3: She still... No.
0: Then she won a major... And, made, nah, and I guess mean. what?
3: But Coco has not won 23 since, right? So, literally... She's been reigning for over 20 years. When you play tournaments, you literally have to play how many rounds and everybody plays you the best. You're also you and your sister are the first black girls to ever do this shit. She is absolutely the greatest athlete of all times. Absolutely. She is still the scariest player to play. And yes, she's had a rough time since she had her baby where she almost died from, by the way. Let's put let's put some respect on that. Yeah, it's true. She still is the scariest player to play. It's a whole
0: other conversation. When you though. play,
3: when you play Serena, you have nothing to lose because nobody is expecting you to win. So you're gonna play your best. Like think about the games that y'all played where everybody had counted you out. You have no other. You, there's no pressure. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, really, are, are are y'all about to really win? No. So you might as well ball out. The pressure right. is when you're supposed to win a game and you don't. When you when you're the underdog, you always play your best. And she literally gets everybody's best. Every single game. There's girls that have beat her that haven't won a major since. Yeah. But they ain't got nothing to lose because it's like you're about to play Serena. She's the greatest of all time. She has the greatest serve of all time. Yeah. Go out there and do your best.
0: All right, so you got Serena. Which, who you got? I got to go with MJ, man.
3: I got to go.
1: The numbers, like you want to count championships, I'm with it. Serena, bad woman now. Cause that, when we start doing the gold, you start putting Jordan against Serena, against Tiger, against Muhammad Ali. Now you're talking about some of the greatest, mm-hmm. some of the best ever. I put Jordan up there because what he did for basketball, what he did for young black men everywhere, on a different level. Like I know Coco Golf and what's the new girl name? Naomi. Naomi. Naomi bad too now. Yeah. So I think they're coming
3: up. And they're standing on the shoulders of Serena.
1: But what Jordan did for marketing, what Jordan did for money, what Jordan did for just giving just just giving these guys what they have now and what basketball has become. I think Jordan did more for basketball than Serena did for tennis.
3: As long as, you, as long as you acknowledge that the only reason why Jordan did more for Serena is because of male privilege. If Serena was a man, it wouldn't be even a question if she was the greatest of all times. Yes, she can get the deals. The fact that she's the greatest female athlete and she's not even in the top ten highest paid athletes because she's a black woman who no. doesn't fit a I, size two. So just acknowledge a, that male privilege I, no, 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 plays no, no, a part no, no. in that.
1: And if, if Serena was white, she could hit those, those points.
3: If Serena was a man, she would be able to do the things for the community that you're giving credit to Jordan for. But Serena single-handedly changed the game of tennis, single-handedly.
1: Yes. I've watched her.
0: She, she, her serves, yes.
4: no, nope, they can't sing them. They don't, I love exactly. Serena.
0: I love Serena. That's, that's TV and that's media. This is what I would say, like, it's to each his own. Like, some guys like skinny girls, some guys like thick girls, Right. Some guys like just exotic girls. Some guys like pretty girls. Some guys like mixed girls. It's to each his own. Some That's what I like, believe.
2: Some guys like BBWs.
0: What you like? BBW. What's BBW? You what? you you know, you. you, you hold, on, hold on
2: hold on. You don't know what <laughs> you what's know, BBW is? You don't know what BBW is? No, what what's you, the you BBW? You just think I be
3: lifting
2: weights for man? It's BBW, whatever. Gotta and, get up ooh, underneath it. Baby. What he
0: say? Ooh, what is a BBW? Beautiful
2: black woman. Oh. Anybody turn it up? It's 200
3: and It's phone. No, it's big Hold on. and
2: beautiful. Big and beautiful <laughs> women. In my phone 200 enough. Hold on. <laughs> you like big
0: girls? What? Yeah. What would you like about big girls? <laughs> it just it just
2: you ain't never Oh, well, so that's mad.
0: my so now Ocho proved my point. So now like a lot of men like Serena's body by breakfast. the way. The, the, the world has done a good job at it's really, you know, equally like, like um, evening out the playing field. You know, because like we have this picture in our mind like their sex cell, you know, oh, what is a beautiful woman? They're shaped a certain way, their hair a certain way. And the reality is like everybody's different. You know, the bodies are different. So when you look at why Serena in the peak of her career, and some say she's still there, but I don't, you know, it's like no, the prime of her career, so why wasn't she bringing in those marketing dollars is where she's at now and where the world is at is people are like, you know what, we're talking about, you know, how we should approach sex, how we should approach the woman. Because, uh, you know, our world is sexist, bro. Very. Married. I'm
3: just saying, keep it a meritocracy. Don't, don't, you can't bring up Jordan and say, oh, what well, he was able to do for, you know, for black men and, and the deals that he was able to cut. And you can't use that against Serena because Serena has never been given the opportunity to make those life changing, those game changing deals because she's a black woman that doesn't fit the stereotype. When you talk
2: when you talk about when you talk about the best athlete, she is the, the greatest woman athlete ever. I, well, I'm not sure why we're trying to lump Serena oh, I, I know, wait, No, no no, 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 the conversation yes. is greatest athlete ever. You can't put a woman against, you can't yes, do you that. Yes, you can. No, you, what, what, yes, you what, You're saying what? the greatest what? female athlete of all time. She's the greatest athlete of time. Why are you trying to compare time. her to men that are much greater on different, I, I don't even know how to differentiate those. How, how,
3: how are they greater? Are you trying to compare she Serena
2: has, and Michael Jordan?
3: Absolutely. Why, so why
2: do you think you can't
0: compare them? How are
3: you going to compare because Are you 20, thinking? It, are you going to compare Serena and Kobe Bryant? 23. I'm asking the question. Yes, she's greater than Kobe Bryant. All right. 23. So you,
0: well, I guess this is the question, Ocho. Can you compare Tiger and Kobe? Can you compare Tiger and Jordan?
3: Why can't you compare and
0: Jordan?:
2: I mean, the sports are completely different, too. That's what I'm saying. So the can you compare them?
0: All right, can you compare Tiger? Let's throw Peyton. No, not Peyton. No. Let's throw uh, Tom Brady in there. Can you compare, and the reason why I'm using that as an example is because Tiger Woods plays golf.
2: Right. It's an individual sport.
0: Yeah, it's an individual uh, sport, and then we also look at golf like it's, it's golf. It's the questionably same as tennis. athletic.
3: Questionably athletic.
2: You know what I'm There's told. a certain skill that you need to be able to it's be skilled. successful. It's skill.
3: It's questionably athletic.
2: That is a great topic, though.
3: What you guys have to do with your bodies, that I is, do not think, now granted, it is skill, right? You, it's muscle memory with, with golf. What you guys have to do with your bodies, golf players, you look at golf players and some of the... Phil Mic- Mickelson, like, really? You're gonna compare his body to yours? But still no. a skill. So now you it's body shaming? So no, now you no,
0: body shaming? No, <laughs> no, I I Everybody body shaming. See <laughs> body shaming? I see I you see how it goes? You see how it goes? It's a double standard. No, it's not so double you standard. you talk about men? It not a yes it standard. is. So Channing Channing gets on you because he says, oh you can't or ultra like you can't compare men and women athletes, and then all of a sudden we go to sports. And now you're saying, oh, can you compare a golfer's body to a football no, player's I body? No, I said what you guys
3: have to do for your body and your, and your athletic ability is very different. Muscle memory is different than pure strength and training. It is a diff, it's a different game. It is a different game. And who's going to argue with me on that?
1: I think the biggest difference, I think what we're talking about is individual sports and team sports. To win as a team is a lot harder than to win. just Like you saying. And Serena's out there by herself, but she's out there by herself. Jordan got to depend on them four dudes on the court. Brady got to depend on them other ten. Basketball, that basketball is such a is, bad
3: example because literally you give the ball to MJ. Uh
2: huh.
3: Basketball is not. A, he he could have won, a, won
2: it without Scotty.
3: Football is more he of
1: a team sport than Scottie.
2: basketball. You that, that? I would like to hear the public's so opinion. So Jordan won without Scotty. On what you said on the comparison of just lumping everybody in one and who is the greatest athlete of all time, I would love to hear what the public has to say about that. Outside of just us here discussing it. Yeah. Year, because I mean, she, to me, when I define Serena, I define her as the greatest female athlete of all time.
0: So, but but it was interesting because I have this uh, photo in our old facility where it says great. I have Serena Williams, beautiful portrait of her, and then it says greatest female athlete ever. But then I crossed out female. Thank right. you. Because I, in my head, I, I think she's the greatest athlete ever. Because I think if it, if she were, if it was a male. Doing what she did and how she dominated, exactly. we would be saying, "I don't know if we would say that she is the greatest, but it definitely would be a debate." You know, who's the greatest of all time? Is it LeBron? Is it MJ? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Tiger Woods? Yeah. Like if, if Serena was a dude, she would be in that discussion, one hundred percent. That's a good it's
3: one. It. She literally almost died getting birth, I, and she's been to I how really, many finals? You know how hard it is to get to the finals? How hard it is it to get to the Super Bowl? Extremely hard, right? That's a team she game. Gets, it's a team no, game. but it's still hard, it's, bro. It's, it's still it's, hard. It's, it's a team
2: game. If, if you're the game, star of the man. team,
3: then you have a big hand in getting to the Super Bowl. When you're in control. And none of, y'all, of- and none of y'all have done what she's done. And a lot of male athletes haven't done what she's done. She's made it to the Super Bowl of tennis it's so a many times. It's an individual
2: sport. You're in control of getting there. That's true. That
3: doesn't change how hard it is.
2: Yeah, it yeah, do. Yeah,
0: do. Yes, it no, yeah, do. I'm on social side of Yeah, it do.
3: You're relying like on a 10 track, other people it's like, to it's get like the a job done. Look, look, yeah. look who, um... Tom Brady does it.
2: Yeah, but he relies on 10 other people <laughs> for it yes. to get... Barry a lot he of get, he get he the
3: He's relied on a lot of people we've never heard of before. He got the greatest coach of all time. He had Bill oh, okay, Belichick. Oh, so and now it's the coach. He got so, Bill Belichick. So is it the 10 other people or is it the coach? He's
1: part of it. The coach is part of it. Okay,
3: okay.
1: What about the Barry Sanders? What about the greatest guys that just didn't have a team? And you can't win. You can't win, can you? If you would not have a team and you a monster, you can't win. Randy Moss. Randy Moss is the best, sorry, fellas, the best receiver I think I've ever touched the field with. Yeah. M and T.O. Randy Moss had to go old. Randy Moss had had to get old and go to New England to go to a good team to win a championship. Serena's out there by herself, but on the other edge, Serena's out there
2: by herself. But when
3: you do comparisons, you have to put it in context. So what you can't say is, oh, well, that's an individual sport, so that's easier. You have I, to put it in context. I didn't, say it was, I didn't say it was easier. Well, that's kind of what you're saying. Well,
2: it's much harder to do it as a unit when you have to rely so on everybody harder, else.
3: You mean you're saying that what Serena did was easier? Like, that's like just the automatic comparison.
2: No. I'm, I'm sure it's difficult. Obviously, she's, one of the, she's playing the best in the world. In just admit sport. that you do have disagree a problem with, with
3: comparing <laughs> women I, to I, men did in sports. I, I disagree I with you. I say that. I say, that. say she's,
2: she's the greatest still, female athlete of all time. And I say she's the greatest athlete of all time. I still would like an open discussion to hear the rest of the world's answer on that on that on that i think we should open question. it up
3: i, I think want we to should.
2: tweet that out but how do i word it so it doesn't come off offensive i don't like
0: you can't it. you can't win that fight <laughs> <laughs> tell us about well, what what do you mean by that because like the first a, the there's first a lot of, answer serena serena <laughs> he, so ocho tweeted out to what how many how many right, fans you got on right. twitter followers three, three million so you got three million oh, <laughs> and uh, he said exactly who's the greatest athlete
2: ever female male or male and it came. The first one came back to Serena. The first word. I, I, I believe those that. Floyd, Kobe, Floyd.
3: Yeah, all won twenty three. Uh, that's interesting. Twenty three majors. And hold on, you said
0: something interesting. You said that uh, being a woman, uh, it's it's hard. And then being, a black, no,
3: being a black woman. Well, being, you said being, woman, being a woman is a journey. Being a black woman is an even longer one.
0: Well, what do you mean by that? Because, because I, I say that because, <clears throat> you know, like as you, I think. I think we're more conscious now, and uh, the world is challenging men to really think outside of ourselves in this machismo um, lifestyle that we have. And, like, every day it's a learning process for us, right? Like, we had this Me Too movement, and it really made us think, you know? Because I remember moments growing up where, you you know, looking at a girl's butt or touching a girl's butt and you're in elementary, like, that was a thing. And now we're seeing that oh that's bad right so i think like we had this culture shift so when you talk about you know like the woman's journey i don't think that a lot of men understand what that means because we don't experience it and we don't have these conversations so what does that mean
3: i mean i think that we have to acknowledge that black women there's intersectionality right so not only do we have to be A woman, which is already 10 steps back, we have to be black women, right? So we're still we're at the back of the line. We have two things going against us. And then let's not even bring up economics. So if you happen to be poor, if you happen to be from the hood, you have even more going against you. So coming up in the league, I'm in the NFL, I'm at Pro Bowl, and everybody's asking me, like, oh, you here to find a husband? I'm like, no, I'm actually working. But that's just what they see when they see me. They don't see a, a lawyer. They don't see an educated woman, right? And that's something that I have to overcome that a lot of people don't have to overcome. Y'all want to talk sports and there's a lot of women that can talk sports just as good or better than you. But there's a notion that women can't talk sports. There's a notion that women don't know don't know football. Some of the greatest football coaches have never played or they were trash. Yeah. But somehow we think that a woman coaching football is out of this world when some of the greatest coaches of all time Never played or didn't play at a high level, probably played as as far as girls can play in high school. But we still have that. And then to add race to that, I have to be a woman. I have to be talked over. I have to be second guess. And then I have to also be black. I have to fight those stereotypes, too. So it's certainly a harder road for me. And I think that holding that against Serena is problematic. She hasn't gotten deals plainly because she is a black woman and she's also a black woman that doesn't that doesn't have light skin that's not a size two but her body is sexualized so if you go to the strip club you see a lot of girls that look like her so it's okay to sexualize her but it's not okay to Mm. promote her from a commercial standpoint you want to exploit her but you can't let her make money off uh, for her own good and that's a problem and that's what black women go through
2: yeah it's always been like that though I mean, black women have always had to be ten times better than their competition, just in general, in all facets of life, Absolutely. facets of life, and just in general. Look at I mean, I hate using Beyonce as a as a example, but why? Because you. Um, I'm just saying she has to be that much better than everybody, everybody else. Everybody
3: else.
2: Everybody, and yeah. she is, literally. She would yeah. be like the Serena of music. Yeah.
3: She's right? the she, she's, Can I the, say that? She's the, the greatest entertainer no? of all time.
2: You think, oh, she's the.
3: Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Whoa, yeah. Bring, bring it back. Yeah, bring yeah, back. Bring back. Come on,
0: you've gone too bring, far.
2: Bring it back. back. What did the movie say?
0: Michael Jackson and Serena. <laughs> okay.
3: Wait, Michael Jackson? It's who? Michael Jackson then, and Serena. I mean, uh,
0: and, ain't nobody know uh, that. Okay, okay. Michael Jackson okay.
3: and Beyonce. I thought you were going to discredit Mike. Michael Jackson, Mike. Okay. No, I'm...
0: So you saying Mike is the greatest entertainer? What?
3: Michael Jackson what? is the greatest entertainer of all time, and then no, it's Beyonce. No, like,
0: uh, me and Mish went, like, uh, <clears throat> I think we, we are still playing for the Denver Broncos, and we were about to take a trip to Japan, <clears throat> and we were laying in bed, and I was like, we got to go see Mike. We
2: got
0: and in my head, it was like, yo, Mike is going to be in London. And I never traveled before. She never really traveled outside the country for real. And um, first time, we look a couple little dollars and we were like, let's, let's, <laughs> say, let's, let's travel a little bit. Let's go see Mike. Let's go see in my head, I, for me, it was like, yo, I think he's the greatest entertainer of all time. And literally like a couple months later, he passed nice. away. Wow. So, you know, when, when I think about the greatest entertainer of all time, I got to go to um, Lil Boosie.
3: Yeah. Brandon, Brandon, have Pana,
0: you been to a Pana, little boozy concert? Have yeah, you, 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 you been to a Ratchet concert? Pat Pat Come on, boy. I got, I,
1: I'm right with that sound. This I, got <laughs> be, I got Beyonce
0: over MJ. You got Beyonce oh, over MJ. It's close. It's close. It's close. Bro, have y'all been to Beyonce yeah, concert? Bro, yeah, I have. When I, yeah. she take took that I, tub I took and danced in that water oh. and be
1: splashing. Man, we had some front row seats <laughs> and the water off her foot hit my lip and I licked no, I mean, you didn't, bro. Well, ask my wife. My wife <laughs> looked me like was crazy. That water came up Beyonce leg mm. <laughs> Damn, yeah, you nasty. You know what I'm talking
0: about? Nah. <laughs> yeah, he say no. Nah. He talking about BBMs and BBWs. I
2: mean, yeah, I mean, that is, I, I just, say it's That's just my preference. You know, that's, that's first. That's first. Yeah, I mean, they, but water in the lip, that ain't you. They always curve me anyway, but still, it's just, just what I. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but you weigh one sixty. You ain't messing I'm with no. 5 now. I played, I was 160 when I played,
0: now I'm 205. I've been in the gym, right? But you can't you can't have no BBW, boy. Who? Who? Hoover
3: did, boy. A lot of skinny guys like bigger women. It's a thing. I know it's a thing, but he ain't he ain't doing what if he wants. If you go to, to the-, the supermarket, you usually see a bigger woman with a smaller man. It's a thing.
1: It's a thing. She's stealing his rashes.
3: <laughs> it's a thing.
0: Alright. So, um, <laughs> this amazing episode. <laughs> This is going to be good. <laughs> no, I do want to I do want to shift gears for like 2 minutes and I want to get y'all thoughts just on the climate, the political climate and what's going on in the world. Anything y'all want to say cuz I see you have Black Voter on. Like what is yeah. that what, what, what does that mean?
1: It's a company actually my wife's friend has and that's the whole push. Just if we get out to vote, we're going to get our voice heard. Yes. And I said I said on the last episode I think my wife's the one that made me vote. I wasn't voting when I was when I turned 18, I didn't register. I was, the dumb, I was the dummy that said, man, that's one vote. But that one vote counts. That's what you need to do. The black voters got to get out there and vote. And I'm not telling anybody who to vote for. No. Just go do your research and put your, put your circle on the Vote paper. for your best interest. And that's all of, That's all we're asking. Everybody yeah. thinks you're politicizing, you're trying to lead people one way or the other. No. NBA's doing it right now. NBA has a big vote push. Y'all need to vote. Go vote. They're not saying vote for him or him. Just vote. Just vote. And yeah. that's what it's about. As a black man, as, a, as a black people, just go out and vote. Whoever you like, whoever you tend to, tend to lean to, whatever. Just get your voice heard. That's all it's
2: yeah. about. I'm, not, I'm not into politics. Never, ne- never really have been. Have voted before, obviously. But I talked to my mom about what's going on right now and who to vote for. And she said to vote for the lesser of the two evils. Yes. It seemed for some reason, regardless of who's in the office, they've always done something wrong. It's just, regardless of who's in there, just shit has never, ever been right. Yeah. We've been voting. We've been, we've been doing this presidential campaign year in and year out, every four years or whatever, and shit still ain't right. So at what point is shit going to be fixed and solved? Just just curious, that's my two cents, but I'm, I'm going to vote. And that's pretty much it. Who I'm voting for is none of you bidding. Yeah, I bet, I like that. I, I, I guess for me, I'm kind of
0: in the same boat. I just feel like if we educate ourselves, we'll understand more and we'll know where we want to go, right? I just think that we, we need to understand the mechanics of voting. You know, like there's 13,000 different voting districts. All are different, you know? Here in in Florida, our, um, our deadline to vote is different than it is in California. So you gotta understand that, do your research, and really it's coming up. We got three weeks in Florida, for real, for real. In California, you got a little bit more time. Understanding how to approach the ballot box, is different in different places. Some places you can actually register the day of to vote. Yeah. You know, so like there's so much that goes on in our country when it comes to comes to voting that, like, we don't know. And I feel like there's a lot of people that don't vote because it's overwhelming to them. Yeah. You know, um, so I guess that's my message is like really understanding the mechanics of voting, the deadlines of registering. If you understand that, then you shift to breaking down the candidates and where they stand on certain topics. It's important, you know, less than 50%, just a little under 50% of the eligible voting population actually stood up and voted in 2016. So if you want your voice to be heard like Channing saying, like you gotta vote.
3: Yeah. I think my problem is we as a community, as black people, a lot of times the rhetoric is our vote doesn't count. Like it doesn't matter. People are still being shot on the street my mama's still poor like what does this matter and what i can tell you is that if it didn't matter racist people republicans would not be working overtime to make your vote not count If if voting didn't matter why would they care if you voted why would they care that people that have felonies could vote why would they care that where you live they are constantly. Is that voter suppression? Yes, yes. it's voter suppression, it and it's. And but it's, like,
0: but even like that, like you, you like to me, you're speaking over people's heads.
3: It's targeting because at like us. you're talking, you're talking about that. Vote. Like,
0: what does that mean, voter suppression? What does that mean? Like, you know, these Republicans are speaking over here. Like, nobody understands that
3: because we we are unduly impacted by a lot of the policies that they put in place. So even just having identification, a lot of people in poverty may not have a license or. A lot of people, your license may be suspended yeah. because you have too many tickets. Well, you can't drive to get to work, right? So then you can't work. Well, how are you supposed to pay the tickets that are supposed to get your license reinstated, right? So they do these things and they are certainly designed for people that look like us that are gonna vote against the Republican agenda to not vote. So if your vote doesn't count, why would they be working so hard for your vote, for your vote not to matter, for you yeah. not to be able to vote? So at like, just to make it plain, There obviously is something to voting because there wouldn't be redlining where they draw districts where you're, you know, to water down your vote. They wouldn't be doing that if voting didn't matter. And I think that we need to be conscious and be intentional about this election. Like uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed away. Like RBG, notorious RBG just passed away. She was a pioneer for reasonable judgment. And now... We don't even know if we're going to be able to control her seat. There is so much at stake when it comes to who is the president and who's going to set the tone for the type of country that we're going to have. And if we don't take voting seriously, we can't complain when they start changing laws. Right. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. Yes. Trump may be good if you're in a certain tax bracket. But guess what? If he's inciting racism, if he's inciting, you know, white privilege, if he's inciting things that are dangerous to you as a human being, your money's not going to be able to protect you. It's just not. Your money didn't protect you when you had your incident in your neighborhood. It didn't matter how expensive the neighborhood was. It didn't matter how much you put on your your down payment. You were a black man, and he was scared of you. And if the police were a little bit more jumpy, we don't know what could have happened, right? So voting for Trump or voting for the governor because he protects your money, what is your money going to do for you when a gun is at your head? Mm -hmm. When someone feels empowered to kill you, feel empowered to racially profile you? Okay, so,
0: okay, you know, I think what creates a good show is balance and diversity. So what about the people out there is like, I don't think Trump's racist. I think he's just like playing to his, his base and you know, he's just doing what he's supposed to do to win. What about that?
3: If you're racist for pay, you're racist. There's there's no amount of money that's gonna make me do something that's against who I am. And let's be honest, Trump has been racist since he was born. His daddy but, but was But how
4: racist. do we
1: know that though? But there is He's literally done racist things. He in his in his uh hotels and his real estate stuff, he's been He's, he's been very racist. He's had
3: lawsuits, lawsuits about against racist for policies for renting out racial to units. Policies. And his daddy did Even as well.
1: When black people protest, he calls them thugs. Them white folks in North Carolina, he caught there's some good people out there. Like people act like, oh, well, how's he Go back and look. People that don't want to see him as a racist are looking for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're not That's looking for somebody to be, you know, to be a racist, you're not gonna go and dig yeah. dig up the stuff. His past. Well, as president, you wanna say, hey, he called this dude the N-word. You're not gonna find that. Go back and look at his other business dealers. Go back and look at his history and his businesses. Been yes. sued a number of times for racial discrimination. Like you know, we know where he came from. We know he comes from money. He uh, borrowed a billion, million dollars from my dad, a small million dollar loan and all. We know where he comes from. We know, like I said before in the past, we know how those people fought back before Jim Crow and Jim yeah. Crow. and like we know where that lineage is now. Let's not be dumb. And if people are trying to act like that, you're just being naive. You don't want to see it. If you don't want to see the sun, don't go outside.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, as we know, in Australia, just comparing America to different countries that... I believe, get it right. In Australia, when you hit 18, it's mandated that everyone votes.
3: A lot of countries. It's
0: celebrated, okay? It's a holiday. It's a holiday. There's no teachers going to school. There's nobody going to work. Um, It's celebrated. In America, 13,000 different voting districts. We have to understand the mechanics of voting. If we do that, um, I feel like you'll be equipped to go to the ballot box. This is shaping up to be probably the most Um, historical, important, impactful um, election that America has ever had. You know, if you want your voice to be heard, it starts right there, I truly believe. We had to fight to get a
1: meal, yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pills that's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he got to eat, you know, Spite the skills. Tax. Keep it riding for the fam, you got to light like the we're getting real, straight up. But in the past, bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, And my family needed bread, I had to come correct. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that.